You're a successful business owner or entrepreneur. You love it, but it consumes your entire day and sometimes your entire night. This is the Seven Figure Builder Show. It's a backstage pass to the minds of those who've already cracked the code. Welcome to the Seven Figure Builder Show. And now your host, Julie Baranek. Welcome to the Seven Figure Builder Show. My name is Julie Baranek, founder of Seven Figure Builder, where we help high achieving CEOs connect with their dream clients to scale to seven figures and beyond. And I'm here today with my friend, Sarah Cook. Hey, Sarah. Hey, lovely to see you. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. I'm excited to chat with you today. So first and foremost, where in the world are you? So I'm in the UK. You can probably tell by the accent. Um, not that that means anything these days, does it? And having spent years abroad, that's uh, yeah, it's a definite thing. But no, I'm just north of London. Wonderful. Wonderful. And for those that haven't had the pleasure to meet you yet, can you tell us just a bit about what you do with your business? Absolutely. So I'm a high performance marketing and business growth strategist and really helping helping female business owners to grow and scale in simplified ways. But more importantly, I guess, growing a business that allows you to live a life that you want to. That's amazing because, you know, life takes all sorts of twists and turns along the way. <laughs> it sure does, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> when we least expect it normally. Definitely. So speaking of twists and turns, how did you get to this place in your career? Like what brought you, you know, what was your journey here? Very much by twists and turns, actually. So um, I spent 15 years in the corporate world um, within, you know, big brand strategy, some of the big kind of global brands around the world, um, sales, business development, marketing strategy, um, spent seven years living and working in Singapore um, as regional marketing manager over there. Um, which involved a lot of events, a lot of uh, marketing campaigns, which I absolutely loved um, until I came back from a trip after doing seven events in seven cities in six days and kind of took a look in the mirror and went, I don't really recognize myself right now. This feels very strange. I love what I'm doing, but actually something inside me wasn't quite right. And I think that was a, a bit of a pivotal moment where I started questioning, is this it? Um, is this kind of what I've built my career up to do? I've done all the things I should do up to that point. Um, you know, going through high school and university and getting all the grades, working for a big blue chip company, doing really well. And that sort of high achieving piece was in there too. And I think it then hit me of that that question, is this it? Um, and I found out that I was pregnant fairly soon after that. And that became that curveball of really getting me to think about what I wanted and living abroad at the time, didn't have, you know, friends and family support around me. Um, and as an expat, I only had two months maternity leave. So that kind of forced the decision a little bit into actually, I can't go back into corporate world if I want to be there as a mum, let alone six weeks after giving birth. And I had a really traumatic birth. My son nearly died. And that was, again, it became that almost that cementing decision of going, actually, what do I want? You know, it sounds a very big question, but what do you want from life? Like, why am I doing all of this? Um, and, you know, loved being a mum until about four months in, still loved being a mum, but I started then questioning again, that is this it? Is this, have I built all of my life around this career, doing something that I love to then just stop that? Um, you know, absolutely nothing wrong being a mum, but there was something inside me that I felt I'd lost a bit of Sarah. Um, so I retrained as a holistic health therapist, not intending to set that up as a business very much because it was something that I was interested in. 
Um, I used to compete at a really high level within the sporting world, played for England, played lacrosse for England um, until I had a serious injury, which meant that I had to learn to walk again. So there's been kind of lots of sort of highs and lows, the twists and turns that we were talking about. But actually all of those different things. Um, and then as I retrained as a holistic health therapist, I had to do some physical training as part of the practice um, to get my qualifications. And people said, well, why can't you do this around having a baby? And, you know, it's flexible and you can do this and you're brilliant. So why can't we just kind of book and see you? And I was like, oh, OK, maybe this could work. Um, and I became fully booked within five months. And I think I'd sort of taken for granted my background of marketing, it felt a very different world, but actually everything that I needed to be successful in my own business was stuff that I'd learned over the last 15, 16 years. Um, and being fully booked, as we all know, in this space of six, seven figures is great, but actually we lose our time capacity. We lose our flexibility. We hit an income ceiling. And that led to me adding in a product line, physical product line, adding in online courses, and then through all of that, I had other people saying, well, how have you done this? Can I pick your brains on this? And I'm like, okay, there's something in this. So it then has evolved into me, I guess, bringing all of that together and then moving into much more of a kind of business coaching, business mentoring support space. I love that. So lots of twists and turns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And just, you kind of started with the whole mom life situation, right? So mm. what are your thoughts on on? balancing juggling that all like where has that taken you and what have you taken out of that yeah it's a good question and I think it I think having come from the corporate world where you know work-life balance is a term that gets thrown around as being the idealistic as a business owner I've kind of really reflected on how much I really dislike that term because as a business owner you don't ever really switch off especially if it's something that you're passionate about and the idea of being fixed into certain hours on certain days felt too much like a job for me. And for me, it's much more about creating this flexibility, this integration of work and life, and actually probably flipping it around that one of the reasons that I became a business owner was because it was life first. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping people build a business that allows them to live the life that they want to. And I think they can work together. They should work together. We should be able to, you know, pick the kids up when we want to or take the holidays. But actually, I think it's also really important for my children to see me working as well. So it's definitely, yes, it's a balance. It's an equilibrium or whatever. But the idea or the traditional idea of work-life balance is something that I probably rebel against somewhat. Because <laughs> I just think there's, you know, it's it's your version of balance, isn't it? And actually, that's going to be different for us all it's going to be different as our children grow up. Um, I've now got two children um, who are 10 and eight nearly. And what they need now is actually very different to what they needed a couple of years ago, which I'm sure will be very different in a couple of years time. But, and I think that's the fun bit of being a business owner is that you get to have that, that evolved choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it is important, like you mentioned, that our kids do seeing us work, like they do see us work. And I remember yeah. when my kids were little, I was actually a registered nurse and working night shift. And that was where I started my career. And yeah. so I would work all night long and then try to stay up all day long. Right. And like, they just, they remember me being missing and I was sacrificing tremendously for them, but like their perception yeah. of it is different than obviously what the reality was, but yeah. You know, I think it's it's interesting how they see that and and then, you know, being home now at this point in my life with them, which is amazing and having that flexibility, 
Like it's, they take a lot out of that. Right. And it, it informs their life and their views of work. So I think that's really, really powerful. Definitely. I think it's, you know, it's one of the things that, especially as female business owners, I think is almost the the starting point of people setting up their business is that they want the freedom, the choice, the flexibility. It's, you know, none of us probably went into business to start with, with a financial target. It was probably more around the life choices that we wanted. Um, yes, of course, there has to be a financial reward at some point. And that's obviously where we all are now. But actually, I think it's it's the bit that comes first, isn't it? That's the bit that's the pivotal decision. Yeah. And as you've grown your business through the years, like obviously things have shifted and morphed and you've hit different challenges. Yeah. But what are the key challenges that you see people find or what has that looked like for you? Yeah, it's, I think, um, I mean, I touched on it a little bit earlier, but actually as you, for so many people when they're, especially in the coaching world or service provider world, the idealistic space initially is to become fully booked that you want to like you kind of feel that sense of pride like how do I get fully booked how do I get clients and we're quite often in that stage of we've got plenty of time but we don't necessarily have the clarity or the strategy to get the clients in the ways that we want to and then we sort of hit this middle point this messy middle as I call it where the time gets sucked away from us because we're doing all the things We've got an influx of clients and that's going really well, but we end up being in this almost this roller coaster of, okay, I've got clients coming in, they're disappearing, they're coming in and the income's doing the same. And that can feel really uncomfortable and almost harder than either the setup piece. And I see so many people that kind of give up at that point because it feels hard. And it's not that, you know, I totally believe that hard work should be involved, but actually there are ways it's not about working hard. And it's about finding the ways, again, that flexibility, that freedom of choice as to way that works for you, that feels aligned to you, feels aligned to your family values and time that you have. Um, and we want to try and push that through to get to the space where you've got more time, the flexibility, the freedom, but also got that continuous pipeline of clients and the income and all the rest of it. I think, you know, that's that holy grail, really, that probably none of us thought was the holy grail when we first started out. So um, I think that's the big thing. And I think the other big challenge that probably goes with that is the mindset piece. And, you know, I very much believe in, you know, healthy you creates the wealthy business, that if you're running at your optimal levels, both mindset wise, physical wise, you can create the business that works for you. And I think that um, that healthy piece, especially in that messy middle, we go to the bottom of our to do list and the number of business owners that I see that are on the road to burnout or, you know, massively trading time for money. And it is hard, you know, it's that, it is that goes back to that balance again, doesn't it? That so many people put that, the you bit to the bottom. Whereas actually, if I think if we flip that to the top and you're looking after yourself, you're at your optimal levels, you're going to be more productive. You've got clearer mindset, you make quicker decisions, the results come faster. So yeah, that would be my sort of big invitation to everybody is to have that sense check of actually yeah. are you in your best place that you need to be yeah and that that uh, what tips would you give to people for that because you know there's there's so many ways that we can try to do that but it often gets lost as you mentioned in the flow of our day-to-day yeah. so is that literally yeah. like scheduling time or like what have you found works best for you hey real quick it's julie i just wanted to say thank you for listening every week 
I absolutely adore you and so appreciate your time and your commitment to the show. And I truly love creating free content for you to grow your podcast and your business. And if you want to take our relationship to the next level, I know I would, or you just want to monetize your podcast without ads or sponsorship, hop into my free web class that'll show exactly how. Just go to sevenfigurepodcastbuilder.com slash monetize, and I will see you there. Now back to the conversation. Oh, it's such a great question because I think it is different for everybody. Um, but I think awareness is the first thing. Like what what gives you energy versus what drains you energy? Are there certain times of day that you work best? Um, I I used to work with a coach, this is years ago now, and she was like, oh, you're not successful until you're only working three days a week. And I found that really hard because I felt the pressure. I felt the overwhelm. And I was like, but my kids are at school five days a week. So maybe if I worked shorter days, and spread that across the five days, I could actually get everything in without the pressure of having to fit everything in. Um, And I remember just feeling this massive overwhelm. And I thought, I'm getting to the end of the day. I haven't done anything for myself. I'm not a nice person to be around, wife or or mum. I'm probably not showing up as my best for my clients. How do I do things differently? Um, And then I started going, well, what if I did my exercise at the beginning of the day? What if I did something for me right at the beginning of the day? Because the other thing that I was noticing was that, you know, we'd have a busy morning, get the kids off to school. If that's kind of got a bit wrong or I'd got stuck in traffic, I'd come back, start at nine o'clock to get a client meeting. And then I'd just be back to back all the way through. And I was like, well, what if I gave myself that first meeting of the day and went for a coffee with a friend or went for a walk or did some self-development or did my own exercise. And that was probably the biggest game changer of just setting myself up for my best day. So everyone got the best of me, including myself, um, rather than feeling like I was on this constant treadmill and me not getting the energy that I needed from all the things that I was doing. Yeah, no, I love that. And that's, I think it's so important to make a point of that. And I'm speaking to myself. (laughs) 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 <laughs> we all need to do that and even just put it on your calendar and make sure you schedule time in for yourself and otherwise the day gets away from you and it's the end of the day and you're exhausted <laughs> of course and you do and I think that's the thing isn't it we get to choose where we flex that like I've got a client in Australia and that means I have to do a really early call but I'm okay with that because it it's not every day it's not every week and it's just you know I think that's that becomes that flexible choice that you can have but yeah, every other day I don't start client calls until 10:30 in the morning and that feels really good for me. Yeah, that's awesome. And you mentioned about the roller coaster of the influx of clients and then serving your clients and there's so many things that we have to juggle, but I'm curious on your take of like acquisition versus retention. Like how have you found a smoother balance covering yeah. both ends of the spectrum to have the stability in your business? Oh, it's it's brilliant because I think Again, it's one of those things that when you first start out or when you get to that messy middle that you're so focused on getting more clients, getting new clients in. And that's really important when you're right at the beginning of your business journey. But actually, it's the hardest way to grow your business is by getting new clients in. And so a lot of the work that I've been doing with my clients actually is how do we how do we make the most of the clients that you already have? Because they already know you, they already trust you, they already love what you're doing. So how do we extend that? And this isn't about, you know, taking advantage of them at all, but that this is about how can you 
create that retention opportunity? Like, what else do they need? How do you keep that relationship going? Um, even if it's lapsed clients that you haven't worked with for a little while, they probably shifted. And, you know, I think it's relationships is a really big thing for me. It's something, it's one of my core values as well. And I think having having a business model that allows you to have retention is key to really scaling that business. But I think also, you know, you do want to have that consistent pipeline of new people coming in, but recognizing that that relationship will take longer to grow and that's okay too. So I think having having both is really important, but actually not forgetting that your existing clients are actually a really, really useful source of opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's, I think, 17 times more expensive to bring in new clients as it is to just serve the clients that you have. So as you mentioned, wow, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's the harder part of it is bringing in the new clients, which obviously we have to do. But if that's all you're focused on, then you miss out on, you know, lots of opportunities in front of you. Definitely. Yeah, it's really important, I think. And that's the, that becomes that shift, doesn't it? From not having as much time and having the clients and actually shifting into, okay, well, this gets to feel easier because I already have that relationship with them. Absolutely. And they already yeah. trust you, like you mentioned. Yeah. So how would you encourage business owners to have fun in their business again? It's something that I think we kind of touched on already, but it's so missed and we get so burnt out so quickly. Yeah, definitely. There's, I mean, as I said, doing something for you at the beginning of the day is really important but there's so many things that we can do throughout the day. Um, And this was a real eye-opener for me when I trained as a positive psychology coach about nearly two years ago now. And um, it was the, how do we we stack the joy through the day of all the stuff that we have to do? You know, even having a shower or washing up the dishes, those kind of things. How do we make that more enjoyable? And this might sound quite mundane or, yeah, okay, that sounds a bit random, but if we do that for everything that we're doing, then actually it adds more joy. But I think it, it also helps us navigate curveballs a little bit easier because we're not sort of within the trenches. Um, one of the things that I used to find frustrating is probably not the right word, but I just didn't enjoy doing my financial admin. <laughs> I mean, the receipts and all the rest of it. I was like, I know I have to do this, but you know, I love seeing the numbers and I love tracking them, but actually the, the admin side of it, and I thought, well, what if I reframe this? What if I create that as a special time where I play my favorite music, I light my favorite candle, and it becomes a time that actually I look forward to. And now I do. And it brings me joy to kind of go, ah, oh, I have a time where I have this you know, dedicated time. I get the candle out, get the music going, <laughs> and I get it done so quickly. And I'm like, oh, no, that's always too quick now. But I think it's some of it is just reframing, isn't it? Like, And I think having that awareness of going, actually, what am I telling myself? What story am I telling myself that I'm not enjoying something? How can I shift that into how do I make this a little bit more enjoyable? It can make all the difference. Even just little things like what what are you looking at for your office? You know, out of my window, I have like beautiful trees and scenery. Whereas if I was looking at the other side, I'd see buildings. And just, again, that sort of just slight tweak in things again, can make a massive difference on just how we feel about things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm thinking I have a blank screen that's right behind you right now that I'm looking at. I think I need to put like an ocean scene up there <laughs> <laughs> just to bring some more ambiance and just make it more. It is. I think it's just something like that, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. I think it's just, 
it's something that makes you smile or makes you feel good. Even just a picture can make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. So you've accomplished so much across your career, both personally, professionally. What does that, what does success look like for you? It's, oh, I love this question because I think it's, and I love asking this question as well, because it's so individual, isn't it? I think, you know, originally when I started out in this world and people say, well, you know, is it about getting fully booked? And as my business has grown, as I've worked with more and more clients, it's actually never about a financial target. It's what that money allows you to do. And that changes, you know, as life changes. And for me, it's all about experiences. I love doing stuff with my family. I love being able to travel, but actually it really does come down to the idea of flexible freedom, the idea of having choice um, and not worrying about where that money's coming from and not feeling like I'm kind of bound to a certain place. That's kind of my version of success. And I think it's totally dependent on what you want. But I think there's so many, so many narratives in, in the world and society that we lean into what we should want. And actually it's a really hard question to go, well, what do I want? Because we're told that we shouldn't want things and I want doesn't get. And, you know, the sort of being selfish things that comes from our childhood that actually when we do stop to think about what we want, that can feel really hard. Um, but I think that's where the magic comes from as well. When you really start unpicking, is it just about hitting seven figures? Well, what is that? What does that allow you to do? That for me is the is the bigger question around what success allows you to to be or do or anything around that. Absolutely. No, I I couldn't agree more. And and I ask this question quite often and I get a different answer every time. So I, Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. I I, that's it. Everyone has a different version, don't they? Which is is fun for a conversation. Absolutely. And if you had the attention of the whole world for five minutes, what would you tell them? Oh, um, I think there's probably two things. I think there's, you know, we're all in business because we love what we do. And I think the moment that you feel slightly out of alignment, we've got to look at how we evolve that and bring it back into fulfillment. Because I think as we grow, as we scale, we can get caught up in those shoulds that we were talking about and what that next level of success should look like. But really bringing that back to you is really important. So I think the the bigger fulfillment piece is, is key. Um, and I think that that fun piece is really important as well. Like, you know, we get to have fun. We're so lucky that we get to run our businesses in the ways that we want to, that we're not tied down by red tape from a corporate perspective, that someone's telling us what to do and when to do it. We get to move quite quickly on decisions. So I think embracing that and leaning into that is really powerful because when you enjoy stuff, when you're passionate about it, and I think the other thing, so I have a bit of a a mantra, passion, performance, profits, that actually when you're passionate about something and you're really motivated by it and you're operating at your best level, both business-wise as well as yourself, that performance piece, that's when the profits come. Whereas if we're so focused on the profits, that actually feels hard. So I think it's just having all three elements of that is really important. Yeah. And then people are are feeling your energy that you're, you know, enjoying what you're doing and you're able to help people at a higher level. So therefore, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, the profits do follow. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And how can listeners support you in your work? Where can they find you online? Yeah, I'd love to connect with people. So I'm on Instagram is probably the easiest place, which is um, at Sarah Cook Coaching. 
Um, I have a podcast as well, the Healthy Business Podcast, which is very similar to kind of how you have these conversations and really fluid. Um, or my website, sarahcookcoaching.com. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll have all the links down below for people to come check you out. And I appreciate you being on today. This was a lot of fun, Sarah. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a really lovely conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And if you found value in this episode, please do share it. That's how people find us. And you can find me at sevenfigurebuilder.com. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. You've been listening to the Seven Figure Builder Show with Julie Baranek. Julie cut her teeth consulting for Fortune 500 companies worldwide. And now she's redirected that knowledge and power to support entrepreneurs like you. She focuses on relationship-based lead generation and the magic of podcasting. If you're looking to elevate your business through storytelling, branding, and efficient systems, well, you found your new home. It's what we do. If you enjoyed the show and got something from it, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram at Seven Figure Builder. Find the website at sevenfigurebuilder.com. And to learn how to automate your podcast with Julie, find that site at sevenfigurepodcastbuilder.com. See you next time on the Seven Figure Builder Show.